0: Hey hey everyone, welcome back to the Black Broken Anxious channel. My name is June An- channel. Am I okay? We hope, we pray. <laughs> welcome back to the Black Broken Anxious podcast. My name is June Ann, and I'm your host and today if you're not clear on the title it is called the pillbox and we're just going to be talking about the medication. The medication that these doctors um, prescribe to us, and just my experience with some of the medication. I'm, I personally haven't been put on the pill, um, just because when I was, no, that's a lie. I haven't been put on the pill because of um, my PCOS symptoms. I was put on the pill because I was sexually active, so when I was put on when I was first diagnosed with PCOS I was told well you're having a regular period so there's no need to put me on a pill and to be honest I am quite thankful um because the stories that I've heard from people on the pill is actually mad like it's really bad and I thought to myself like okay when when I'm on it I'm only just like a bit moody and I have really bad PMS and it probably did exasperate my depression and anxiety at the time but damn like these hormonal pills really do mess with you and they really do mess with your like physical being and mental being I can say I guess my I, I'm quite thankful like I said that my kind of reactions to the pill haven't been so bad they haven't been so um extreme some people are really extreme and not- And I really do feel bad for those people because it's not fair. I'm not trying to be like a holistic person or I'm not trying to be like, oh, hippy dippy. But I just feel like these pills that they give us, yeah, the way we react to them, this ain't bloody normal. I shouldn't be putting on weight. Like, I know a person who went on the pill and she put on two stones. That shouldn't happen. People, the mad reactions that people get from the pill just to get a regular period it's just it's like it's dangerous like it really is dangerous and then you've got men i'd be like oh i don't like wearing a condom is too what do you mean do you know the shit that i have to go to have a pill god well when i when my kind of blood sugar was going up high obviously the doctor didn't associate it with my pcos but i was still prescribed metformin now people, <laughs> if you know about metformin, you know, you know how metformin will just mash you up to the point where you won't have like a, a normal life. So I was subscribed, I think it was a thousand milligrams of metformin, I've, I've, heard people get even like more prescribed even a higher dosage than mine so i've heard people um get prescribed like 2000 and all that and i'm like oof i don't know how you're living but me personally i was prescribed a thousand five hundred in the morning 500 i think with my meal my evening meal and (laughs) let's just say yeah the toilet, and we were best friends. Like I did not get up from that toilet, and luckily, I don't know what I was doing at the time. I don't think I was um working full time. Now I was still in uni, um, so, and I think uni had just finished. So I was in the midst of working, and just like chilling, I guess. And so when I subscribed at McMor- that my that McFormin oh I'll never forget it like I would shit my brains out it was really bad I used to think is this how people lose weight with metformin because I had googled it and I heard like loads of people like lose weight and stuff and I was like okay cool it'll be nice to lose a bit of weight with the metformin but the stuff but not the stuff, the reaction, the symptoms, the. I forgot what they call. What are they called? I forgot. But the symptoms that you get from taking it. Sometimes I think, is it really worth it? Is it worth me sitting on the toilet 24 7 every time I eat to have violence? <laughs> and when I mean violence, I mean violence violent diarrhea like it's violent there's no other way to describe it it's violent like and I know I know I'm not the only one to say that because everyone I've spoken to has taken metformin have said the same thing so I think at that time I was taking metformin and it just wasn't working out for me like i just I, it wasn't for me it was just not worth it it wasn't worth the, the hype and my next alternative after that i think i started looking for other alternatives to like lower my blood sugar because i really couldn't be bothered with taking this pill and i think i what did i do i started to do the the sixteen eight kind of diet it's not a diet but it's basically it's, the, it's a lot it's like how you eat so for 16 hours you don't eat and for and you eat within eight hours but I started to do that on a 12 hour basis and I had like a um I had like a app for it and everything called the zero app and you know it was really that really did help me I'm not gonna lie that that got my blood sugar down because the way <laughs> the way that the metformin was killing off my life was just yeah like i said it just wasn't worth it so i started to do the 16 8 um diet where i would eat for i wouldn't eat for 16 hours and usually that would be from like five o'clock in the evening to like it was like 10 o'clock or something in the i haven't went the, the the length of that but that's what it was um i used to ease myself in it like you can do the 12 12 hour one so you stop at five you don't eat until five next morning or you stop at seven you don't eat till seven the next morning like i started that one or was it seven or eight or nine listen um, but i started one of those ones and those ones were way more, it, you know, it was, way more, it was way more easier for me to do than to have the fear of violent diarrhea every time I eat. So I'd rather, I would literally rather do that than, than have to go through the symptoms that I did or the side effects, that's it, the side effects that I went through. And I did that for a while and you know what, it did work for me, my blood sugar did reduce and I was, eventually I was stopped, they stopped prescribing um, metformin to me, well I stopped taking it myself and then when I went to the doctor, the doctor was like, oh, okay well, it seems like whatever you're doing is working so I'm just going to take you off it and I was like, well fine, perfect. And then there was a time where I was put back on the metformin, however, I was very reluctant to be put back on metformin just because of the reactions that I had or the side effects that I had had with it before. And I did express that to my doctor. And the trick was is that he then prescribed me with slow release metformin. So it was still doing the job, but it was slowly released, meaning I wouldn't have such extreme side effects. And you know what? Funny enough, that actually worked. I didn't have any, like, side effects. My side effects was completely fine. Um, There was no side effects at all. Like, I was just taking, again, thousand um, slow-release metformin. um, And I was doing quite well, and I was quite happy. But then I started to get mad headaches. Like, these headaches were extreme, like, extreme migraines and they were really bad. And what happened is I started to notice if I don't take them full metformin, like if I cut down to like 500 um, milligrams per day, my, my headaches would decrease. And then the only times I would have headaches if I, if I was extremely tired or I'm, or I'm hungry. And once I noticed that, I thought, I thought nah, the metformin isn't for me, and right now what I'm trying to do is come off the metformin. I'm try, like I said, I, I kind of lowered my own dosage on my own account because <laughs> I like to see how my body reacts to things, and if I feel like my body is reacting positively to something, then I will continue to do it. So, for example, when I cut down on my metformin, I can see that my body was reacting positively to it. So I started to experiment by not taking it a long a long time or missing. A couple of hours and i noticed that my headaches weren't there or they weren't as bad and so as i noticed that and i stopped it i noticed well And obviously this is the positive reaction um from not taking it and then noticing that i wasn't having like diabetes symptoms so my diabetes symptoms or when i have high sugar i guess is i have tingling in my fingers um i have this skin like the darkening of skin don't ask me what it's called it's so hard to say and i always get um, amina from the pcox doctor to say it because i can't say it to save my life and so i noticed that would lighten up and when i noticed that well it's not changing these symptoms are it's not getting worse. And it seems to be stable. I thought to myself, well, fine. I'm just going to stop taking 1,000 grams of slow-release metformin. And I'm going to take 500. And I'm going to see how that goes. So far, so good physically. I don't know about... Like, I haven't had, like, a, I forgot what they call it. There's a certain um, blood test that you take, HB... I want to say HB1CA, but I don't think that's right. But there's a ble- certain blood test that the doctor could send you off for to see how your um sugar levels are doing. So I am planning to take that during Christmas just to see how I'm reacting. I hope I'm reacting good. I hope he doesn't like up my dosage. If he ups my dosage, I'll be devastated. I'm not going to lie. Because metformin it seems like it's a poison to the body like i've seen like some places they ban the people like doctors are banned from prescribing it like it's that bad and it's not something that i want to be on at all so if it comes out that you know i don't have it as badly and I can come off it. I'll be so thankful. Now since learning about PCOS and learning about, um, you know, the different deficiencies that us PCOS people have and the things that us PCOS people have to deal with, I've learned that what supplements and kind of vitamins us PCOS people actually need. So when I say the pill box, it wasn't because... Is solely based on me taking the pill it's actually based on the whole range of pills i've been giving myself and that i've been prescribed so with pcos you have a deficiency in vitamin d and i well i live in the uk i already have a deficiency in vitamin d because it's barely sunny over here it's always cold it's always wet there's no sunlight we are always suffering in this place so i already knew i had a deficiency in vitamin d um and that's just common as well but when i realized that this deficiency really does affect your pcos i was like rah I really need to kind of look into t- topping me up and I remember I went on this course it wasn't really a course well yeah it was a course it was like a free course when the highlight of um, lockdown where everyone was going on in VetBright and doing online like webinars and so forth and I joined this webinar and this lady she was really good I, if I could remember her um, page I definitely would I think I follow her on Facebook, but she recommended some really good vitamins. Like she would say what what your symptoms are and what you're feeling and then say, well, maybe you should use these. Now, she wasn't a doctor. She was a dietitian, And fair enough, she's not my personal GP. So you were doing this at your own risk. And usually when you have PCOS, you're doing a lot of these things at your own risk because... If you don't do it, who else is going to do it? And that's a running theme. Do you know what I mean? So I started looking at what what I was being, um, what kind of like symptoms and effects I was having and seeing what she was kind of um, recommending basically. And I noticed she was recommending vitamin D and the amount you should take. Now I heard from my therapist, I'm a big girl. I ain't no small mini mini girl. And so I heard from my therapist that the the recommended amount is for like an average BMI, right? But when you're bigger, that average amount is not gonna suffice for your body intake. And I was like, really? You're right. You know, it's got. You it makes more sense because there's more mass for the kind of vitamin to go over, right? Because I'm fat. <laughs> so when they recommended taking this vitamin D I thought hmm maybe I should and I started taking there's these amazing vitamin D like they I don't know how often they sell it in Costco but if when you see it in Costco yeah you've got to grab it because it's top dollar and um, this tiny vitamin D tablet it won't kill you to swallow like it's not those huge malarkey vitamins And so I was taking that, and I was taking that for, like... It was, like, £5, and it would last you, like, literally a year or two. It was so huge. I bought, like, loads of them. They're underneath my bed. (laughs) So that was... that. I was taking that. And you know what? I can actually see... Like, I feel a difference. Like, I was less tired. I could sleep better. And I can kind of concentrate. And then I think another one... Another um, vitamin or um, sup- like mineral that, that people with PCOS lack was zinc. So I started to take zinc and I started and I looked in the lady's um, guidebook and she recommended this certain um, company that was doing zinc and I started to take that and I started to note a difference. Like I just started to feel much more better in my body when I was starting to take all these supplements and then the next supplement I was taking was magnesium and she gave us the recommendation the recommended recommended sorry recommended dosage and I started to, and the brand and I started to take that and I started to feel good and then the pinnacle the top pinnacle one that I started to take was the now. With Inazetol, I started off with a very expensive brand. Um, And all that, the pill box was filled with vitamin D, zinc, magnesium and Inazetol sachets. And those type of things I was taking like once or twice a day. And I was feeling alongside, alongside with my antidepressants, which I was prescribed. And I was feeling good like i was feeling i'd never felt such a sense of peace than what i was feeling i was also exercising in the sense i was walking and i was also i wasn't my like my not dietary tastes but the way I eat has definitely it was different whereas I don't I didn't gorge anymore and I don't know if that was the metformin or the nozitol because they say the rumor has it is that a is a natural metformin and it's way less harsh but I was taking i st- and I am st- still taking both so I don't know which one it is that's helping with the whole eating thing but i notice that I, like even my stomach i'm not overeating i'm not gorging myself i'm not so bloated i'm not so stuffed i feel good that's all i can say i feel good and although it's much more better to kind of ingest these things in your body with your eating and your nutrition i find it harder I I tend to want to just gobble and go or or, like I say sounds bad but swallow and go so I have a smoothie and I try to put all the nutrients in that smoothie and take it in and just go but what I noticed with smoothies is that your sugar levels can spike. I'm trying to really learn how to master my sugar levels because insulin resistance is one of the main things from PCOS and it's one of the main effects that affects your whole body with PCOS. So if I could target my insulin resistance, then I think I'll be good so far. But yeah, just taking all these supplements and pills like it's a bit of a headache having to like sort them in my pill box and that's the thing it's so (laughs) it's so frustrating when I have to sit there on like an evening a Sunday evening before the week starts and sort out all my pills in my five-day pill box from morning to night because if I don't I'd be lost I wouldn't know what to take at what time what to do at what place like it's mad and I think A lot of people with PCOS, they're given all these pills and all these supplements. But if you can find a holistic, with your doctor's permission, if you can find holistic things that are working for you and you express to your doctor that these things are working for you, then I don't see a problem. However, I will say you have got to be so careful. Like, I remember when I was looking into all these supplements to help with my PCOS system Um, symptoms berberine I think it was berberine berberine was um one pill or one supplement or one vitamin I don't even know what it is that was um recommended for like anxiety and depression and I thought "Mm, maybe I'll try it not realizing and this is something I learned from the PCOS's doctor's page is that if you're on antidepressants it could really mess you up and so when you're taking these supplements, it's really important and I think it's really imperative that you consult with your doctor now. So now I, my doctor is aware that I am taking um, my vitamin D. My doctor is aware now that I'm taking a nozitol. My doctor is aware now that I'm taking zinc and um, magnesium. And um, he is fine with me taking these things he doesn't see um like any side effects and i don't feel any side effects so he's happy to go along with it but you really have to consult with your doctor when you're taking and choosing because like i said unfortunately you have to test on yourself but you have to be careful as well because that really shocked me that berberine does mess up with people that are already on antidepressants and i'm so glad that the pcos doctor did that um post because not a lot of people I don't think a lot of people know that and the thing is it's something that you've really got to be careful from because it's a common well like I said and one of the most common symptoms from PCOS is um, depression right and when you go to the doctors the doctors put you on antidepressants it's like a straight up thing and they recommend you for therapy now if you're you've got pcos and you're looking for and you're like desperate you're like desperate to help yourself and desperate because you're not getting the help from the doctor and you see like someone recommend berberine you'll be like instant like me oh yeah i'm gonna take it not knowing that it's already gonna mess you up with the antidepressants so like i said people really be careful when you're you're self-prescribing sounds bad when I say that but when you're trying these vitamins to help alleviate your system your symptoms because they they could do the opposite and that's one thing that we don't want to happen so please 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 when you are kind of taking these vitamins when you are taking these supplements please be careful, please liaise with your doctor, please let your doctor know because you could take this zinc but if there's a counteract between the medication that you're already taking, don't do it. It's not worth it, it's not worth it. And there's so many recommendations out there, like they always say the three main things you should be taking when you have PCOS is inositol, zinc and magnesium. So if you start off with those free first and then kind of see your reactions lies with your doctor and if that's working out for you stick to it but all these other ones you've really got to be careful about what you're taking and you've also got to be careful about what brands are selling these um vitamins because sometimes like i can say i can honestly say i'm very thankful um the brands i've been using are legit and the brands I've been using have definitely helped me. But sometimes you sometimes like if you buy these things from like Amazon and so forth, you just don't know what you're buying. And you sometimes, yeah, you really have to look into like your um the reviews to see if everything's legit, what people are saying, because it's all word of mouth with these supplements and these vitamins, especially when it's PCOS. So you've really got to be careful about what you're 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 buying because you could be buying a placebo you don't know do you get what i mean so people when you're looking after yourself and you think you're looking after yourself just be careful make sure you read the ingredients make sure you research the company make sure you look at um reviews make sure you lies with your doctor because supplements can also help you but supplements can also hinder you so for example since i was taking my vitamin d supplements I gave my mum a pot of um, vitamin D supplements from Costco as well. And when my mom took her blood test and went back to the doctor, the doctor was like, oh, your vitamin D is really good. Like it's definitely, it's definitely made a difference. Like it's gone up and he was very impressed. So when he asked my mom, like what she's been taking and she told him and she told him the dosage and so forth, he said, this is very good. But now <laughs> she needs to cut down. So instead of her taking it once a day, it's once every other day. Just to keep the level steady. And I think, see, this is the thing. you, Although you feel like your doctor's not helping you, in this kind of situations you need that help because what if my mum was still taking once a day and kind of overexerting herself and plus remember my doctor the doctor's got my mum's whole medical history the things that she's dealing with and so doctor can look and counteract and understand that's what you need behind you so when you're doing these things yes it's good for you but you definitely need that doctor's input to find out if you're on the right path. You're at the right level. If your levels even need to be changed. So yeah, people, that's my episode on the pillbox. This is the last episode of 2021. Um, I'm taking a break. I always take a break, but sometimes, yeah, I'm just tired. Sometimes I just want to rest my skin. Sometimes I just want to chill. So I'm going to take a break. I'll be back in January with another episode that have already pre-recorded um with a lovely guest so we're back to guests and so you'll hear that in January um, i don't know what date but if you follow me on instagram you'll find a notification and then can kind of put a reminder in your diary to listen to the episode but yes everyone i hope 2021's been good for you all i personally have had extreme highs and extreme lows right now it's towards the end of the month and I'm still trying to get over my, well not get over but I'm still trying to ride through my extreme lows and I hope it doesn't show in my episodes, I think it will because people can always tell a difference with people, especially when you're hearing them talk all the time, like you're talking but you're saying so much more, so I do want to apologise if the energy hasn't been there for the past couple of episodes. I don't know if it's paranoia, but I personally think, or I think to myself, yeah, the energy hasn't been there, and I think it's just because of what I'm going through with um loss and grieving and so forth. And you know, I'm talking to my therapist, and the therapist says I should not apologize, and because like it is what it is. That's what you're going through. And she's right. Shout out to my therapist. But you still kind of can't help it. But anyway, we're going off topic. I hope 2022 is a good year for both me and you. I hope that the podcast has helped you in the past year of 2021 and 2020. Yeah, because 2022 will be the year two of the podcast. So, yeah, I'm hoping for the best and i will see you in 2022 and hopefully we'll be out of this covid omicron malarkey because i'm tired i'm tired i'm sick of it but yeah also pcs people keep safe you know we're more susceptible to um covid when we've got pcos so please 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 keep safe do what you gotta do shield all that good stuff but yeah Speak to you later. Bye.